0: I'm glad we're recording today and not like two or three days ago because I had zero voice on Wednesday the day before Thanksgiving and then on Thanksgiving I just sounded like a bag of dicks (laughs) and then Friday I could speak like in like a really like low register but if I like said anything like higher then like uh, I would crack. Hold on, there's a bug on my wall. This is Even great. now, this you is sound a, a little deep.
1: This is great content.
0: <clears throat> it's great content, great content. Um, yeah, but no, I I got into work on Wednesday and I was like, I only need to last five hours here. And believe me, I did oh, not have COVID. Honey. I had a straight up cold. I was fine. I am currently fine. I can taste. I can smell. Uh, my throat doesn't hurt. Uh, I have a cough every couple of hours, but other than Boobs that, are I'm super totally perky. fine thanks uh yeah i definitely don't have covid i'm good uh and i went into work with a mask and like the whole deal so everybody was safe but i got into work on wednesday and i was like i only need to last five hours here and my throat felt like i was being like slashed with razor blades so i walked in and i told like my coworker who works in like the same department as me i was like can you answer the phones today (laughs) and she was like yeah sure
1: oh honey first
0: ring i had to answer the phone god damn it like, hello <laughs> uh, like all but all but whispering on the phone and every time i answered the phone that day people were like hello w- what because <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same like i talked to like the same general amount of people right. a day and like they know my voice and it was and that's not, not my it. voice yeah and my boss walked in and I said hi, and he goes, What's the matter? And nah. I was like, I have a cold. And he looked at his watch. He's like, 50 minutes and you can leave. <laughs>
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: He's a I'm nice feeling man. better now.
0: I sound That's a little good. different, but it, I'm getting back to it. Boobs
1: are still perky, so you're good. We're st- we're st- That's still all that matters. It. They're still going.
0: Um, I also want to thank everybody for the warm welcome of Bean. Oh, sweetest currently- angel, precious muffin. He's currently slumbering on the couch. And lots of people sent me pictures of their cats, which was obviously fantastic. I love so every welcome. single moment. It's so amazing. I, if you want to send me photos of your cats, absolutely go for it. Send me your cat's Instagrams because I will follow that shit because I love looking <laughs> at perfect cats. I'm not making a, an Instagram for Bean. I'm sorry, people. But this is the Instagram for Bean. <laughs> yeah. This is the Instagram for Bean. And also there will be plenty of Bean on my personal Instagram. You can go follow that. Mm. I don't think my personal Instagram is private. We probably should make it private. But you know what? Fuck it. So.
1: What's the worst that could happen? You get two spam emails in a matter of seven minutes that are both meant for your podcast, yet they are somehow sent to your personal email. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, what's up? Hey, Hey. But anyway. Oh, I love that muffin head. Yeah, he's pretty great. I will snug him as soon as
0: I can. He's very cute. Um, but I, I didn't eat him. Uh, we had a, a true crime marathon on Hell yeah. Saturday, maybe Friday, Saturday. It was on the it was on our Instagram on our story. But we are mm-hmm. watching some uh, true crime stuff. And so today our true crime episode is on a documentary that recently came out.
1: What documentary is it? it's the chris watts
0: documentary wow so i watched this documentary um when it first not when it first came out maybe like the weekend after it came out yeah so i saw it a little while ago and you saw it pretty recently yes so what is what were your uh thoughts on it
1: so i don't know if this is just like the true crime afterglow that's happening but I was heavily impressed with how they told the story. So for those who haven't seen it, without giving too much away, there is no narration. Mm-hmm. There is there is like some light, subtle, barely discernible background music. <laughs> There's some like dun-dun-duns every so often. But for the most part, it is all told through either like we talked about Shannon, Shanann had um a very active social media presence so like it all of the story was told from like the videos she posted uh videos her family posted the body cam of the police officer who first text messages yeah text messages yeah. and like what do you call it um footage from the courthouse footage from inside the interrogation room yeah and just the whole thing it was like i wish every case was covered in this way because it was just like the 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 best way i can describe it is if you were walking through the situation in real time as it was happening from a first person perspective well i think the critics
0: consensus on rotten tomatoes says it best first of all it has an 85 percent uh tomato tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 77% audience score and the critics consensus is quote, "American Murder: The Family Next Door chillingly unravels a brutal true crime story using the near constant connectedness of the digital era." And that is 100% true. This the story could not be told like this if Shanann did not uh keep a constant social media presence. Yeah. Like like we talked about it when we covered the case a couple episodes back but i didn't realize until watching the documentary she con- she documented everything. everything everything yeah so was she was she aiming to be an influencer like is that what her or was
1: she or was she doing
0: it as like a hobby sort of
1: a, a mix of both so again going back to both our a full episode on the watts case and also from this documentary so she was a representative for the multi-level marketing company thrive i say company let's call it what it is it's a scheme but um she was working for thrive and so part of that whole thing like have you ever been tagged on facebook in like a live video that somebody is doing like the pearl ones are the ones that i always fucking get tagged in for whatever yeah, reason yeah yeah occasionally So it's stuff like that. So it's by it's it's a great sales tactic for anybody. I'm not saying that it's for this necessarily, but it's a great sales tactic in that she is creating a personal connection with her followers who are all potential customers and they're more likely than to buy from somebody that they have this personal connection with Mm
0: -hmm. so she
1: was like doing it but as like like you know like if Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop like did an Instagram live that was like okay Apple and I just had a wonderful yoga session and we are trying these jade eggs up in our vagines and when we do I just want to talk about my time in Bali during a yoga retreat, which was very hard for me because I could not bring a jade egg on the airplane, like something like that. Um, yep. Just off the top of my head, <laughs> that, was, that was quite extensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was. It, that's that's more what she was doing, and also a lot of people will use video formats in the same way that she does, like sharing videos of the kids going to meet their dad at the airport or sharing videos of like telling your husband that you're pregnant and things like that yeah they like a lot of people will do that especially like let's not forget their family was in north carolina they lived in colorado yeah exactly they wanted to keep their family kind of in the loop yeah Yeah, and share those moments and those memories and connect with them. And that's largely, like, social media has a lot of bad things going for it. But one great thing is that you can, like, maintain a connection with a person or people no matter how far you are. Yeah. And obviously,
0: she's posting a lot of, like, her children because they're just adorable. Yes, they're very cute. I will um, say it made me anxious. I, I i have a new child you Little do bean. you do so uh yeah if you've followed any of my social media it is constantly him so i understand <laughs> wanting to show something adorable that like i mean i don't have children but like bean
1: uh I, you want to show something child. adorable
0: that's that this that your kids do so like
1: i wonder if that's why i don't post my cats very much because i like they're see, not children Well, excuse you. (laughs) Um, all right, fuck off. Um, they. uh, So I I understand the whole concept of I. And this could also be because I I don't have the desire to have children someday, so I don't have that feeling. Yeah. Um, I don't get those feelings, but that made me a little uncomfortable from the perspective of you. Are putting your kids online and like we said in the past episode her Facebook was public you could see everything and a lot of people's Mm -hmm. pages like we were just talking about your Instagram page being public a lot of people's social media is public and putting your kids on there like that just makes me personally nervous because you don't know who's watching like yes yeah your family is the targeted audience or your clientele is the targeted audience but you don't know what other kind of psychos are out there watching now obviously i think the demographic that would want to hurt bean in some capacity is somewhat smaller than that which would want to hurt children but hey, if anyone
0: wants to hurt bean fight oh, me
1: because i will get
0: it i will lose it mm-hmm. if you try to hurt my babe chuck norris their ass but actually i just saw something recently on um uh on facebook that was like shared around that it's like the photo of um the back of somebody's car it's like yes. everything i need to know about you is here what yes. school your kids go to what sports they play when you'll probably be out for games or practices um where you vacation the, what kind of yeah, dog where, you have yeah, exactly all of this information and your that's husband's just on the in back. the military
1: so he's not home exactly
0: like, so like that's yeah. all on the back of your car if you're going to be putting it all on like your facebook like some people have their home addresses on their Facebook. right like, right wild or their phone and, number yeah and you're posting like, you like you, you're stupid your, yeah, your stupid, home address but. is on your Facebook and then you're posting uh, uh your vacation photos and saying yeah. like oh I'm not coming back until Tuesday see ya. and it's like okay yeah. now you're just telling people all right you're not going to be home till Tuesday your house is going to be unoccupied
1: yeah and I think I've said this before that happened to my cousin she posted yeah. about going on vacation came home to a robbed house yeah. And it like moral of the story. All right, everybody right now, I don't care what you're doing. Well, obviously you're listening to this, but whatever else you're doing, um stop what you're doing, pause, go check your social media, make sure it's like locked down. I you can you can just just at least make sure your address isn't on there. Like please for me, please. If, yeah. if you don't know how to change it, if you don't know where to look, I, I I feel like we've touched on this, but I am quite social media savvy. I did it for a living for a while um i can help you please just don't do this but anything about this
0: what's even scarier it's about this like yeah obviously we're talking about uh cases where it's somebody on the outside but this specific case it was somebody that was so deeply on the inside of this family that like she wasn't trying to hide anything from him no and It's still like something terrible still happened to her and her children. And I want to clarify something I talked about when we were talking about the um, the full case uh, on the Chris Watts episode. And I had mentioned that family annihilation cases are not the one that I'm usually drawn to or the most interested in, which could be construed as like, I don't care about it, which is not true at all. Uh, This is a horrible, horrible case. And definitely nobody should have this happen to them it is horrific. This woman was pregnant. These two little girls did not deserve what happened to them. He is a monster. It's disgusting. What I meant by that is, in the true crime sphere, if I am looking to research a case, generally I won't go for a family annihilation case because the psychology of a family annihilator is not one that I find interesting. It's generally one of three reasons that somebody will do one of these family annihilation crimes which is financial uh an affair um anything
1: else or a third one
0: (laughs) or a third one but um like like something like that i'm like okay i understand that psychology and what i find interesting in true crime is the psychology of something so spoiler alert uh, one of my next cases is going to be about a cannibal. That is a psychology I cannot even begin to fathom. Right? Like I can, I can almost fathom the psychology of, uh, of, um, being in a financial hardship, or uh, being the partner of somebody who's having an affair or having an affair and and seeing my partner and being like, okay, like this is awkward. Like what? Like that is something that can almost like I can almost put myself in that mindset i can't even begin to put myself in the mindset of a cannibal i cannot even like no that is what i find interesting that i want to i want to dive deep into that so when i said that i am not interested in family annihilation cases i it's not that i don't think that the crimes are valid or i don't think that right. they should be talked about or research that's obviously not what i was
1: talking about we wouldn't be talking about it if we if we felt that way we wouldn't we'd just skip this case like yes. But I can see what you're saying, like, it, it, and it's very similar for me, except I can understand the psychology behind it. And but that's not what makes me not want to follow these types of cases. It's that I can understand the psychology behind it. But then I can also understand how many other different nonviolent ways it could have gone. And then I just get all up in my feelings. But I, I agree. Like the ones like, for example, like this, this is very like cut and dry, just like, uh, two like two plus two is four, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. There's no surprises. With, w- for example, like cannibalism, on the other hand, is like two plus two is femur. Like it's completely in the wrong field, and yeah. you can't wrap your head around it. And yeah, I I, I can I can see where you're saying with that. Like, and I I do believe to. Obviously, it's been a minute since we did that episode, so I don't have an exact memory of what went down. But I believe, personally, that you did adequately explain that and that if anybody did have an issue with it, perhaps they did not fully listen to the exchange because you said something, as far as I can recall, very similar to this.
0: Yeah, I just didn't want anyone to think that, like, I'm just not interested in this case, which... Right. It is... It's just terrible. It's just so horrible to think about because like, yeah. He did this um we'll get into. I was looking at a couple a couple different articles before we even started recording this and there's this one um on digital spy that was talking about um how he in prison was like writing these letters to this author who ultimately wrote a book about the case called yep. Letters from Christopher the Tragic Confessions. Of Chris, of the Watts family murder, I think is what it's called. Um, but it's by Sherilyn Cadle. Yep. And so they had a a um, an exchange of letters um, for a couple of years while she was writing this or for a while as she was writing this. And he said in one of his letters, hold on, I'm just looking for it. He was talking about the woman that he was cheating on Shanann with.
1: Yes, Lindsay, I believe was her name, wasn't? No, not? N- Nicole. Nicole. Nicole Cass- it was a white Cassandra. girl name. It was a white girl name. That's just my brain goes. Like for example, if it was a guy, my brain would go to like Kevin or like Sam. Yeah, but he said
0: I, I can't find it exactly in the in the article here. But he said that uh, basically he wouldn't have done this crime if he weren't talking to this woman. So yeah. obviously, obviously, he's just throwing the blame on anyone but himself. Yes. So,
1: yes. Well, uh, even oh, that's gross. Well, that's gross. But also, like one thing that I did take issue with that I think kind of ties into the not throwing blame on it, that whole exchange with the investigator from the Colorado Federal, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, which I almost called, yes, the Colorado Federal Bureau of Investigation, because <laughs> yes. I'm that. I'm, I'm there right now. That's where I'm at. Um, the tryptophan has still not died within me, and I am just a zombie. Um, but so a couple things about that situation, if we could touch on it quick, that bothered me that I think tie into this. For one thing, I did not like when he confessed to his dad and she came back in and like rubbed his back like it was all sympathetic and was like, are you okay? and i yeah. understand that as women yes that's our instinct to comfort and to be there but i'm like you literally left the last time you were in this room you were like so you lied you know what mm-hmm. happened to them they are dead you know this like she went from playing hardball to holding his hand and letting him suckle from her teeth. like so well, she, she was playing the good cop role i and- don't know about that because i i really i, I would have thought that But then the other thing, the other issue I took with this was when she said to him, was this a situation where Shanann killed the kids and then you killed her? Why would you give him? So that was another thing in this this article,
0: this digital spy article. It says, quote, originally he blamed his daughter's death on Shanann and claimed that uh, he had killed her in retaliation it was an idea that had been subtly suggested by the investigators while interrogating watts using a technique of vilifying Shanann in order to get him talking um the one of the investigators uh lee said quote it's a technique that we use to eventually get the actual truth we just need to find Shanann and the girls end quote so basically they were like if it's easier for him him to confess by saying that something else happened and he was working in retaliation of that at least we're working towards a confession which i don't necessarily agree with because you're putting words in somebody else's mouth and yes that's my issue
1: because it could easily turn into like i can see the psychology behind that that wasn't my problem was that she like fed him an alibi or whatever you want to call it so much as it was like if he was innocent and he just wanted to get out of there yeah then you're like that's where I, I don't I don't love it when they f- like feed you a narrative and yeah. it it just that that kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I also more than anything that I got out of that was that they asked him, I believe multiple times, are you OK with Shannon being labeled as a woman who killed her children in the press? And he was like, yep. Mm hmm. Yeah. You betcha. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, dude, what the fuck? Like, are you f- fucking serious well, like you know what just I will oh, tell you it makes me so mad the thing that I
0: loved most about this documentary is the body cam footage of the police officers yes. and those neighbors and that were friend, so
1: so, us. Us. And so like, the, good
0: the, the the friend was immediately like she would not
1: sorry I'm holding a cat yeah yeah it's okay I love him it's okay <laughs> she, not um, not Chris Watts I love Bean. I love the cat I see him and I'm just letting him know the uh the friend that
0: originally called the police and was like i can't get in touch with her like something is wrong yes she was on top of it she was like i dropped her off at exactly this time she was like i dropped her off at exactly this time i did like she she would call me she would text me like i have this is all of her information um and the uh the neighbor the guy that had the um the footage from the ring camera yes that that was, oh. and he like chris watts left the room and the guy goes yes he's not right there's some no something's beyond something's that. off beyond yeah. that so
1: that guy that guy fucking the oscar goes to that neighbor and here is what i picked up on i don't know if you did if anybody else has seen this i don't know if you did when he was showing back the footage and Chris is sitting there all but quaking in his boots. And the guy says to him, no, 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 you're right. I saw you there. You were parked there. I've got you right there. You're right. It's That's true. Uh-huh. And then waited for Chris to leave to be like, no, he never does that. This isn't right. He's very antsy. He's way too talkative. He's never like this. Yep. Like, that guy is a f- fucking genius like another thing that was wild another thing that was wild is in
0: that that body cam footage they show a bunch like from his house and then walking through is like oh her phone's here she would never leave her phone here blah 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 blah. then they go to the neighbor's house and they're uh they're going through the ring camera footage and uh they're standing next to like the tv going through the footage and finally the neighbor goes oh yeah and she was pregnant right and that's the first that the cops are hearing of this that she was pregnant yes and that brings that that ramps everything automatically up it's like a woman and two children are missing that's horrifying we need to find these people a pregnant woman and two children are missing we gotta move our asses. We gotta get yeah. this shit going. Like, why Especially wouldn't you in say the day
1: and age? And why Go wouldn't ahead. you
0: say immediately? Oh, my wife is pregnant. Like, she's pregnant. Yes. We have to find
1: her. That's not my the first thing you wife. fucking mention. No. Yes, I mean yes, but no. You know what I mean. um But on that on that note, first of all, I don't know, like because it was like a, a flash on the screen or whatever. I believe what even prompted that was that the neighbor he had on like the History Channel or Animal Planet yep. or something. And there was this like flash of in utero fetus of some sort on the yeah. TV. And that is even what prompted him to be <laughs> like, oh, she's pregnant, right? Like, if I don't that know commercial if had not it. been on, not I don't prompted, know if that's what, but like oh, he saw it? it and was like, he saw it and then was like, oh, she's pregnant too. Yeah. And. Yeah then chris was like oh yes 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 she is pregnant my pregnant and wife during, she is pregnant during that whole exchange who
0: he's not looking at the tv he's not like looking he's at, trying not phone. To look at the footage he's like
1: he's, he's googling like, how to delete ring footage when yeah, standing right? next to tv yes well, he
0: probably heard that a neighbor had ring footage and was like mother
1: fuck. Uh, like, but that's that too why would he have gone over there otherwise because then he would look suspicious no i think he he's got a more because the cops were there but I, I think he would have looked more suspicious because again remember he said he was not social it was Shanann who was the social one it was Shanann who was friends with all of these people she was the woman didn't like that remark um didn't like a lot about this guy but also did not love that remark yeah um and like just based on what they were telling what he was telling them he wouldn't have gone over to the house he was shy he didn't want yeah i I think
0: i think that's basically because the cops were there and the cops were like we need to find more information and then the neighbor voluntarily was like i have a ring camera that that kind of points in that direction so like it was kind of like he was forced (laughs) to follow the cop and go over there but i just um, love it i was just so impressed I was so impressed by like the neighbors and the so uh, smart and the friend that was like they were on top of it. They they knew something was off.
1: Oh yeah, well, and even when she had the wherewithal, she couldn't get a hold of Chris, so she got a hold of her friend's of Shanann's parents to be like, give the cops permission to enter the home. Yeah, exactly. Then the mom was just like, "Yes, fucking get inside, like go." and i just and i know oh, like man i know everyone reacts to trauma
0: in different ways but like you could see in the um the body cam footage of the cops walking through the house yeah that chris watts was not reacting uh like the person whose wife and children are
1: missing right he was he moved so slowly did you notice that that like it, it, like for example if michael and the kiddies went missing today i'd be granted it's a very small apartment so it would be a very quick sprint but i'd be sprinting from room to room checking exactly. like i'd be going as fast as i could trying yeah. to find them again I, like when i was in like the first or
0: i think it was like first or second grade i walked home from school by myself oh, and i it's love like, this story it's like four or five blocks <laughs> it's really like it's it's a straight shot and uh in like the 10 minutes it took me to get home my mom had called the police and was like freaking out and like the cops came to the house and i was like i'm not supposed to open the door for strangers
1: all right. You're painting. <laughs> you're also painting Lisa as the crazy lady in here. You drove her to that. I want I to did. point this out. Oh, you, no, th- I did. This was no innocent like, oh, I always walk home from school. We're leaving out key information here. Haley. Yeah, but I was missing for a
0: grand total of what had to have been 15 minutes. And my mom came home like I had just been I had walked to Nam like <laughs> like that's how freaked out she was and this guy is like she would have never left her phone like this is her phone like what is her phone doing here it's like yeah dude show some yeah. fucking hustle
1: my guy like uh, even <laughs> if not for your wife like you guys were having problems finding for your kids like yeah. you could say fuck what my wife what, but like where are, what are what my you children your kids are missing exactly like fucking amber alerts are all over the place there's one in my area right now for an 11 year old kid i'm like this is what this is what you do like you freak the fuck out over it and and also note when they were back back again flash forward when they were in inter when they were interviewing him I guess or when uh-huh. they were interrogating him, I'm not sure which part it was when they said to him, you have cried over your wife, but you have not cried over your children. you keep crying about your wife. You yeah. have not shed one tear for your kids, and then suddenly, minutes later, he breaks down. Which even though like, yeah, itself yeah. is like this is what oh, humans yeah, do, right? right? About that.
0: Well, yeah, it, I'm that supposed to cry.
1: I used to babysit for a kid who had to take naps, and he did not want to take naps ever. And the way I would be able to tell if he was sleeping was I would say to like his mom or to somebody, I'd be like, oh well. little little stevie because i won't use his real name must be sleeping because he must not be sleeping because he normally uh twitches his arm in his sleep or he'll like blink his eyes when he sleeps or Mm -hmm. he'll cover his face or whatever and then what based on whether or not he would do it right there in front of me i would know whether or not little stevie i think i said his name was was sleeping yeah they literally pulled the little stevie must be sleeping joke on chris watts and i can understand a four-year-old falling for it homeboy is in his 30s yeah yeah he's he's pretty like, fucked up yeah like granted i would fall for this too but also you're a dumbass man and yeah. and also those oil containers were much bigger than i thought they would be yeah because he worked in
0: like that industry oil, like yes, that was at one of but, his job sites right uh, yeah, but I that that was at one also, of those outside. Also talking sites, about shitting where you eat. Be why would so you hide? Smaller. Why would you hide the bodies in a place that you worked at? And why would you fuck a girl that works where you work? Yeah, I like. Oh, he's a goddamn idiot. Um, he but is. It, in this uh, digital spy article, it says um, according to a report published by People, a source close to Watts said that he is curious about the Netflix documentary, which he is not able to see. But he quote. Good. uh hates that even knowing that his texts to his wife are out there for the public to read end quote eh. and maybe, I mean maybe that's because he is trash <laughs> and yeah some of those conversations
1: were like bro bro not great yeah <laughs> I mean though I will say that whole thing too with the text messages I'm not sure at times how I felt about the text messages being out in the open either because like there were some moments where their texts were, were not even just their texts, but just like Sh- Shannon's texts to her friends or what have you being shared, where I felt like I was intruding. Like I felt like I was somewhere when they were talking should, about their sex life, especially talking about her sex life. How she yeah. was like, "Oh, I'm so horny. He won't touch me." Um, I I went into the shower for a night shower, which is code for sex, and I'm like, I felt like I was like v- a voyeur in the into her yeah. life, and I that part really like. I was just like, holy mother. Yeah, like stuff like was, that.
0: There were details cool. that I was like, this isn't really necessary to the story. Yeah. Like I already know he's a piece of shit. Like. Yeah. I mean, I guess there, it was it was to aid in the narrative of like, oh, he's getting it somewhere else. And like yes. that that was that leads into the fact that he had this new girlfriend.
1: But she could have gone without <laughs> the like, for example, they could have abridged it and just gone from the like text where she says to her friend like pray i have sex tonight next morning so we didn't have sex last night like they could have just done it from that they didn't have to go into like the graphic details of oh i (laughs) went into the shower and i came out naked and he just went into the shower yeah so i'm gonna stay naked because like Like, her family and her family and friends are probably Watching it, uh, not watching it, made aware of it. Yeah, even yeah. If, like if, if a coworker of a family member watches it and goes, "Oh, so I saw that Shanann was feeling very horny and was not feeling fulfilled." Like, I mean, that's not like like. That, mm,
0: I mean, that'd be a, fuck a fucked up, up
1: thing to get from this documentary, but <laughs> yes, also that. But you, you know how people gossip, but yeah, what bothered me, not bothered me, but what what interested me was that they were so thorough with those sexy time texts. But then the part where people were talking, like, there were those, like, layered voiceovers of people saying, like, Shanann drove him to it. Shanann was a bitch. Like, oh, have you seen, like, don't victim blame, but have you seen, like, the videos she posted? She was difficult and things like that. Why didn't they go more into that? The vilification of Shanann. And yeah. who the fuck was saying these things? Was this news coverage? Was this like a shitty podcast between two friends who talk about culture and true crime? Like, we don't know. And I that I would have liked to have known. Like, where was this negative coverage coming from? Oh, yeah, there were like, uh, in
0: some of the articles that I read, the Shanann's family was getting like hate mail. Yes, and stuff. yes. It, they they and touched like, on that in the documentary, too. And, like this pregnant woman and her two children died and all you can say is like well she deserved it like
1: yeah. what the fuck <laughs> no <laughs> that no that's so not fucked how we up. i can tell who they voted for um but no and the fact that the dad also had to first of all that he had to go to the media to put out like a statement saying hey please stop with that like this is these are our this is our life like we are living through this tragedy right now please stop doing this the fact that he even had to do that is disgusting no the fact is like can you even imagine if like you're
0: just a regular person and like your grandparent passes away and then you have like 500 people saying well she deserved it this fucking gnarly bitch like whoa do we need that kind of energy right now is that really a thing and um uh, I found the quote in this article that said, um, he said that he had, quote, feelings, uh, feelings of my love for her were overcoming me, talking about his, his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, later adding, I felt evil, swallowed up by this thing inside me. I felt like I could kill anything and be justified for doing it. And one of his letters said, if I had not met Nikki, I would have not killed my family.
1: Okay, so, so we're just going to blame another woman now.
0: Yeah. So are you saying it's all the girlfriend's fault because uh, they Before talk that, about it was her the wife's fault? Yeah, because they but they talk about the girlfriend in uh, the documentary, too. And she did not know that any of this was going on. And I mean, obviously, you can make any type of argument for somebody who is in like a extramarital relationship, blah, blah, blah. But she I I choose to believe that she was under the impression that they were separated and yeah. that this was going to be like any relationship of um, a divorced person, and you're just going to move on. You kind of believe what this person is telling you, and as soon as she found out, um, she became uh, help to the police. Like she, yes, would and I like that they in-
1: included that call.
0: Yeah, they. She gave them more information and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I want to get ahead of this thing before
1: it starts coming out that like." Yeah. I did something or i knew something like yeah i and have very no smart clue. very smart of her also to have been like also i did not know she was pregnant i found out through the media that she was pregnant nowhere had i seen any evidence of him having a pregnant wife Yeah, like that was very like like smart girl because who like if if they were. If he were to try to paint it as, oh well, my girlfriend's crazy, so she whacked off my wife. Mm, not yeah. the best choice of words. She killed my wife. Um, she she kind of nipped that in the bud, like, and yeah. I I like that because, for example, like you're you're happy, you're in love. Like I was watching p- pieces of this, and I was like, Michael could very well and i mean if you think shenan has given her husband reason to kill her you should spend a day with me and my boyfriend but like i I just see you waving a cat around i'm sorry Um, (laughs) i picked him up but then he smelled like litter box so i was like no i'm not holding you right now (laughs) oh that shit happens you'll you'll get over it um but just watching their wedding videos and watching her telling him that she's pregnant and things like that i just was like holy shit like you you are so vulnerable with another person and you love another person and there is no like she talked about that too like i'm i'm you need to meet me halfway like i have these feelings for you you are not showing me you have these feelings and just thinking about that and like oh shit like it could all be an act michael could be plotting to kill me this is where my anxiety kicks in everybody this is where i gotta take my meds um michael could be like (laughs) somebody who kills me in like a couple of years or he could meet somebody else because she like she even though she talked about like their fairy tale relationship and she gave him every opportunity to leave and she pushed him away and he still stayed and she trusted him and she cared for him and then he went out and got himself a girlfriend and murdered her and, and their you know children.
0: What? i think that's another layer to why the family annihilator cases aren't like my go-to because it can happen in the yeah blink of an it's eye. tough
1: to think about and that's it happens all the
0: time yes like, michael could kill me tomorrow like a serial killer is like it doesn't happen especially now doesn't happen too often
1: no and when it does doors
0: bitches when it does it's like a giant thing this this specific case was huge but there are more of these that haven't hit the the airwaves like this one did and that's terrifying to think that it's it's so
1: close to home that it's like oh shit i don't even want to think about that exactly like yes i understand it but also i don't want to think about it anymore exactly and <laughs> i have to yeah because then i can then i have to think about the fact that that could be me yeah and i i see myself in this photo and i do not like it and yeah i mean you can
0: yeah. you can like copy paste any faces into this this story and
1: like lots of these cases sound
0: very similar to each other which is yeah horrendous another
1: yeah a whole other fucking shitty piece of it
0: yeah um but yeah that's pretty much the documentary um again we really really liked it because it's not done like the cheesy like voiceover or like right anything crazy like that. Like it was all there told was... with the media that's there. It almost seems like a documentary that could be put together by just like an internet sleuth. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, fucking us. Like you can get the video from uh interrogations and lots of court stuff on YouTube. YouTube. There's like there's the the um Casey Anthony and the Jodi Arias. Uh, uh, cases on YouTube. Um if her Facebook was pri- uh was not private, you can get all of her Facebook videos. Um sometimes you can get police uh body cam footage and nine one one calls on YouTube and stuff. Like it seems like all of this information could be compiled by pretty much anyone and made into this documentary. But I love the way that it was put together um yes. by this filmmaker. And
1: I would uh, watch so many more documentaries If they were done like this like not even just true true crime just in general
0: you know what was so refreshing about it it was one part
1: yes that too like they told the story succinctly like because that's the other thing it was an hour and a half it was not a long like drawn out granted again like we talk about these types of cases and they are relatively cut and dry but just i feel that they got a, a a an extremely appropriate amount of information yep in there for the amount of time that they spent like there was nothing where i was like oh i wish they talked about this like okay there was that one thing with like the shit talkers like ignore me but you know what i mean like there was nothing yeah. that i was like oh i wish that they had mentioned that he like drove a pickup truck or something like that like there was none of that
0: yeah they didn't go they They covered everything that needed to be covered. It didn't go aggressively in depth like uh some of the cases, obviously you need multiple parts in the documentary to tell the full story. But there are some cases that have like five part documentary series that I'm like, okay, I don't need to know Mm. absolutely every single suspect you looked at. I don't need to know everything that's going on. Am I gonna be asked to solve this later on? Like get to get to the important information. Like, are you trying to fill a college essay here are we doing like Ah. 13 point font periods like Ah. come on like this story was told in the perfect amount of time that anyone could watch it and be completely taken by it the entire time
1: yep and using i think also the footage and the phone calls and things like that was really smart in the sense that like yes it was cool to see from a first person like point of view but beyond that that the people that are so close to this case shenan and the girl's family and chris's family and her friends and all of that that mm-hmm. they they did not have to give an interview they didn't have to like yep they dredge to really all that all stuff this. up again yeah that they could just be at peace and try to live a normal life and get on with their lives. Obviously, there's no way that they will ever be able to fully, completely get on with their lives, but that they don't have to relive the worst weeks of their lives. Yeah. For our entertainment. Yeah.
0: But I also like the commentary that it basically had of like, everything is out there and all you got to do is pay attention to it. Like That too. Between her texts and uh, her posts on Facebook and stuff, it looked like she was like, the perfect happy family but then Mm -hmm. like she was alluding to something a little bit darker and like obviously not everyone that has marital problems is and going to end up like killing your spouse or whatever but um like like her friend you got to be vigilant you got to know what is normal and what is not for your friends and if you can't get in touch with somebody for three or four days who posts uh, multiple times a day on social media their whole life yeah. Then you're like, okay, something is off here. And this person doesn't normally act like this. this there's something weird about this. Like, I don't know. That was, that was the one thing that was like, this is perfect. These people well, yeah. know exactly who this person is and how she should be acting and something is
1: wrong. Right. And even the the exchanges, the text exchanges she was having with her friends were like, yeah, that's a red flag. And the friends are just going, oh, I'm sorry. Or no, you're doing a great job. You're a wonderful wife. Like, yes, it's good to be supportive. But also, if you notice that things are weird, like you don't know how things are going to go. And you also don't know that your friend is seeing it from that perspective, too, because they're so close. Like, point that out to them take take note of it yourself also because not just god forbid but you know like if if they're your friend and you're anything like me then you remember these things for the rest of your life and even if they end up getting married you just hate them a little bit <laughs> um that got that seems, it seems pointed
0: <laughs> no never i mean i would say uh definitely if you are a friend of somebody who is going through a tricky relationship i'm fully supportive in like you are not part of that relationship don't make yourself part of that relationship don't put yourself in between people but make sure that you are always having that helping hand out like if you ever need if you ever need to like take a night off and stay somewhere else and like cool down for a sec you can come crash on my couch uh if you need me to take the kids uh To and from school while you guys kind of hash out whatever fully available to do that like just make yourself a helping hand to somebody and have them feel safe opening up to you if they need to talk about some stuff
1: yes and and you don't have to be a yes person to do that like there are things that sometimes your friend could say or do that could have been handled better. There are sometimes something that their partner could say and do that could have been handled better. Like try to try to obviously see it from an unbiased point of view, but definitely like make it, so, don't get so critical that they feel like they can't open up to you because you don't know how many other people they have to open up to you. Exactly. And that was crucial in this case, information that applied to this case. And if her friend had just been like, I don't want to hear about this. Sex is gross. I don't want to hear about your sex life. Like, yeah, this could like who would know? Like, we wouldn't have a lot of that information. Yeah.
0: I mean, I could you could obviously make the argument that's like everyone should go to therapy and yes. you don't have to be in a difficult position to go to therapy. You don't have to be broken to try to fix things. Um, but I think that's an easy thing to say for somebody who it seems like she was trying to make the effort to save this relationship yeah. but he didn't seem like he was super on board for that so um no. i mean again i watched this documentary a little while ago so i don't remember in her specific text if she had said that like she asked him to go to therapy at some point but like some people aren't just willing to go like yeah, even for she couples did therapy. Not. she said so, like she said oh sorry go ahead i thought you were done no it's just that like you could say oh like you should go to therapy but like that's also not the the blanket fix for everyone because not everyone is also going because a relationship takes the two people if you're not if you're going to therapy as a single person that is 100 percent great like you could talk about so much you could work so much out personally but if you are trying to save a relationship um i mean obviously if you're trying to save a relationship that's already drowning you're gonna need a lot more than just some talk therapy therapy to like work through that but you're gonna need two people who want to save this. And yes. it seemed like he had made up his mind already. Oh, and yeah. that he was unwilling to do anything besides getting rid of these people, which is right. horrible to think about and to Disgusting. say, but yeah. I, I it seems like that was he made up his mind and it, it nothing was going to convince him otherwise.
1: Yeah. I mean, and even the fact like so she did say in the in the documentary that he wouldn't open up about his feelings with her he was shutting her out he wasn't talking about like what was going on he was brushing it off and there are people who will do that there are people who are not therapy people there are people who are not talk about your feelings people there are a lot of like i mm, would come
0: cis macho guys that are very much like i don't need to go to therapy i don't need to talk to anybody else about my problems our relationship is our relationship and nobody else needs to be involved in that
1: yeah or you were born irish like i was (laughs) Yeah, we Irish put on Catholic an Irish sweater. Really, fucking kill you. Oh, you have no idea. It almost did. Um, put on an Irish sweater, shove your feelings inside, and then wait until you die. And that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. but it, I, I can. There are other ways. Even if people don't want to go to therapy, like he wasn't sharing his feelings with a therapist. I believe in the episode that we did on this, there were also um there was that he he said he was not interested in therapy for the reasons that you mentioned obviously he did not say i am a macho man but well he's a cis white guy in
0: colorado that works in the oil industry it didn't seem that he was who really like in touch with
1: his feelings very much right he would rather talk to i mean he would rather work out than talk to his wife and kids yeah they showed that a lot
0: in the documentary uh but you know what they also talked about, like, notes that he had written to the girlfriend, Nicole, yeah. and stuff, and it seemed like really lovey-dovey stuff, and I'm like, you can open up to her, but you can't open up to your fucking wife, who you have 2.5 children with.
1: Two point, I loved that, too, the 2.5 thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. I just, uh, I, like, and who's to say that, like, this wouldn't have been a pattern if he did get away with it? That he would have ended up with nicole and he would have had a happy life with children and then suddenly he meets somebody else yeah and he's not Let's happy. so you don't get bored talk again about it yes exactly yeah.
0: obviously you've proven <sighs> that you can do it once so right and if if he ended up uh getting away with it and being with nicole and that whole situation played out again it's like so you did it once you got away with it once Who's to and say that, like, it's not going to be like, this is how I am in relationships. I'm with you for a little while. We have some kids and then I kill you. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So this uh, book that came out in September, 2019, the letters from Christopher, uh, it's kind of bullshit. It's got a 2.5 out of five on Goodreads, 32% oh, wow. Google score. Yeah. I don't think we talked about this in the actual episode um but like it's all kind of bullshit of him like finding Jesus and like eh. like if he was able to get out he would he would go into the like he'd be a missionary and like go to different like prisons right. and like help inmates and stuff and i'm like uh
1: no Crimea River
0: yeah uh i think there there's also two other books that i don't think we talked about um in the actual Chris Watts episode so if you want to check them out they're better than the letters from christopher one there's my daddy is a hero how the chris watts uh, uh went from family man to murderer um d- f- sorry family man to family killer uh by lena der i think is sure. how you say it and it has a four out of five on goodreads and um then there's also the perfect father by john glatt and it has a 3.8 out of five on goodreads so if you didn't get enough information from the documentary. There's or some books us. about it too, or from us, or from us, yeah. So overall, I recommend the documentary. You should watch it. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, same. Again, yeah. it's a great format, especially if you're not a documentary person. Hundred like percent. It's a great. It's a great format.
0: It's, yeah, if it's, you're not, that's
1: what it is. It's like virtual reality video games. Like you know what is I it- mean. That's what it that's what it reminds sure. me of. Yes. I'm positive that's what it reminds me of. Like how you're walking through the simulation and you're living the simulation and first you're first you're like a cop at the house and then you're like a cop at the neighbor's house and then you're a cop in the interrogation room. Yes. All right, all it's right. not fun being a cop. I know. They've got some kinks to work out with this virtual reality game. Maybe in the sequel we'll get something better. But still.
0: I would say it's definitely uh a great one on Netflix if you're looking to not dedicate four or five hours of your life True. to going down an insane rabbit hole. Like and yeah. It's succinct. It tells you everything you need to know. Obviously, it's heart-wrenching, so get ready for it because you hear it's the little coming. girl sing the song about her uh, dad and you're just like, fuck this motherfucker. Why did you do this? This poor little kid had no there was no reason for it like i mean we yeah. can go back and forth a million times but like the fuck like say what you want about shenan she didn't deserve it but the the kids man they were like they
1: did nothing they literally just walked in at the wrong time they just love their dad yeah like, that's that's, <laughs> like that's, it that's it that's their crime is loving their dad
0: yeah that's pretty fucked up
1: but anyway
0: that's The Chris Watts documentary. Check it out on Netflix if you got Netflix. It's probably pirated somewhere if you don't. (laughs)
1: It's got to be on YouTube at this point. Probably somewhere. Um, Yeah. So
0: go to our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. I think uh, introducing Bean fried
1: my memory last week, and I didn't say the website and everything else. You didn't, but it also fried my (laughs) memory, so it didn't occur to me until like monday and i was like i don't think we gave our socials (laughs) literally middle of the day so the website dot
0: crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com there's the links to all of our social media we got facebook instagram twitter you can join our patreon we love our patreon supporters thank you for continuing to support us during this difficult time in everyone's lives you guys are the best and uh i want to work out some better reward for everyone that has supported us through this time so hold on guys
1: the COVID 19 tier yeah exactly (laughs) um
0: uh everyone thank you for sending me photos of your cats continue to do so like i said i will follow all of the cat pages and um
1: thanks for all the love and please inform bean that we love him i shall okay he finished
0: cleansing himself after (laughs) dusting himself up in the litter box you'd think he was a chinchilla chinchilla. he comes out of the the litter box and he's dusty as shit and i'm like god damn it cat but yeah so on that note we will see you next tuesday A goodbye